know, losses are a lot shittier when you see them up close, boys. Let me tell you. Uh, that was not fun. What'd you guys think? No, uh, it's never fun to, never fun to uh, go your team get its ass kicked live and live in color. Um, those especially in the souls. I had to miss the last podcast, which was a nice, fun one. Then come back for this. Yeah, that sucked, man. We yeah, it might be your fault. The, That's what the, the beat down the fans are. Wondering, it's being asked. I don't know. I mean, if, Andy guaranteed us a victory. If it wasn't, he's was going to be present. Yeah, clearly now. Now they lose half the time that I'm there. So clearly, like my, but my coin flip uh, record for the Cowboys remains perfect. Five for five now. I was well, just thinking about checking up on that. I forgot. About I don't know if you guys. Yeah. I don't know, if you guys. Had heard this, but you know, Kyler Murray had. Never lost in Cowboy Stadium. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they I don't know if the broadcast talked about that. So, so if you guys didn't hear, you know, obviously Andy's streak against Kyler's streak, it just it wasn't strong enough. You know. Yeah. So I actually don't know if the viewers know this, but we all went to Allen High School. Yeah. We so went we, uh, before we were really good, though. I yeah, never we, forgave we them for how they choked in our senior year. Oh I've been, God, I still dude. haven't forgiven them. I don't they went undefeated. Yeah. Football team. They went undefeated the regular season, and then actually, me and Ben were on a lacrosse trip. We were in Houston for the first weekend of the playoffs, and we were like, "Oh, it's fine. Like they're gonna smash." I think they were playing like roulette or something. We were like, "This will be easy mode," and then they got mauled, and that was it for our senior year of football. We were like, "Oh, say, okay." We didn't. We didn't have Kyler. We didn't have Kyler Midget Murray who. Didn't lose a single start at Allen. You know, we missed that that fun run. Yeah, Allen hadn't yet started, like, recruiting, stealing good players from other districts yet, so we still had to make do with what Allen could grow at home. But, yeah, Kyler was really fucking good at Allen. He was really fucking good at OU, and apparently as long as he's playing in Texas Stadium, he can beat us. So and this was weirdly similar. So, first of all, by the way, this is Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. So this is coming to you the week after the Dallas Cowboys lose to the Arizona Cardinal 25 to 22 in very frustrating fashion. Um, Two thirds of the ben, podcast was there as I, uh, ben and I, I, were hitched, at this game. I, I hitched a uh, invite from Andy. Uh, so that was, that was very nice. We, we tailgated a little bit, uh, you know, got to uh, go to the stadium. First time I've been to the stadium probably since shit. Uh, that Ravens game we went to, yeah, twenty sixteen for me while. too. Yeah, yeah, it's been we, a while. We got so. there and uh, it felt it felt like it was going to be a good day. It was, it was brutally cold outside. It was like twenty five degrees, but inside, I mean, Jerry World was all buttoned up, so it was nice and warm inside. Um, and dude, this game just started frustrating, and it ended in the most frustrating fashion. I can possibly I don't think of. I don't know if it's because we, we watched it live, but it did feel that game just had no rhythm to it. You remember no. that? Like it just felt like a very it almost felt like the crowd got out of it so early, Andy. Didn't it feel like we it felt like we were Yes. I don't know. It very it did not feel like a regular season game to me. It felt very subdued. Like I and I don't know if that's just the energy we were getting off the team, but it just never really felt like we we sort of just fell behind that first possession, and then it just never really looked 
good after that. Like even when we there cut were the 10 7 high I just, energy. I, I never like there, yeah, there were moments of high energy in this game. Um certain stuff like downs on defense, like towards the end of the game when the the Cowboys started to like kind of claw their way back. Um the crowd got into it a little more. Um but yeah, they never seemed to get out of first gear. Um Ah, dude, there was just so many frustrating moments of this game. So this was another game where the referees played like a tremendous role in this game from start to finish. Lots of like third down holding calls, lots of any, any big play was pretty much immediately followed by a flag. And that's not even for us. It was like on Arizona too. So it just felt like no one could really get a, a good drive going. Um, I knew it was going to be a horrible game, and I, I joked about it at the time. The second drive of the game, the Cowboys started on their own 25. They marched all the way down the field, and they get to a third and nine on the Arizona 25. Uh, they run like a slant route with Cooper, and I don't know if like Dak didn't know the correct play or Amari didn't run the right route, but Amari like, like ran a hitch and stopped. And he had all this open space in front of him towards the end zone. And Dak threw it where he would have been if he had just kept running. And so the ball just totally missed. It um, had to be a miscommunication. Or Dak missed that throw by an absolute mile. I, but one of the two. It, they... If he missed it, then it's like a fortunate miss for Dak because it was in such a good place for a better play than what they were trying to do that it made it look <laughs> uh, passable for Dak. But that would have been a touchdown or at least first in goal. Um, and then on fourth and nine, Greg comes out and shanks a f- another. Field oh goal. my God, man. Um, here's a stat I saw the Cowboys have, and Ben, you might've shown me this. The Cowboys have, uh, lost three games by a combined eight points this year. Mm-hmm. And in those games, Greg Zerline has left 14 points on the field via missed kicks this is yet another game where he missed a field goal early on and they lost by exactly the margin of a missed field goal. So that was incredibly, incredibly frustrating. Um, on this same drive, this is the one with the false start that they called on Biotish where none of us in the stadium anyway could could tell how why they called that. Like we did not see anyone false start. It was a very weird call. It took it from third and four to third and nine. Uh, up until that point, the Cowboys have been marching. Um, it was a real minor half, thing. Yeah, he like kind of barely moved twitch. his head. It must have been a twitch or something. Yeah. Um, the first half was frankly just like a total shutdown from both offenses. Uh, our our defense played pretty well this whole game. Um, they gave up one touchdown and a field goal, and the Cardinals' defense probably should have given up. Uh, or sorry, they gave up a touchdown and two field goals, and our offense should have scored a touchdown and a field goal, but Greg missed his field goal. Um. The Cowboys do end up scoring one touchdown in the first half uh, to pull it 10-7 with about two minutes to go. Unfortunately, it came at an incredibly high cost. Uh, Michael Gallup goes up, catches a 21-yard touchdown. Uh, It's a beautiful catch, ton of grit, and he destroyed his ACL on the way down. Mm. Um, You know, it's been been said in our group chat. It's been said in the media. Like, that might have been – Michael Gallup's last catch in a Cowboys uniform. Yeah, I tweeted it out. That's I. It probably will be. The only thing I'm thinking is, and I don't know how much cap room that we really have, but there's a lot of big-name wide receivers hitting the market this year. 
supposedly, depending on, you know, if anyone gets tagged or not, or what happens before free agency hits. Um, I mean, Chris Godwin, who just tore his ACL, um, but, you know, Devontae Adams, Mike Will, but Gallup's in that convo, and I only say he's had a quiet year, mainly because he missed like six weeks. Um, yeah, seven. And I, I just wonder, unfortunately for his sake, how much money that's really going to cost him, plus with this injury. So I almost wonder if Dallas might be able to get like a cheap one-year prove-it deal with him or a two-year team-friendly I would deal. love that. I would. Love I, mean, that. I wouldn't I love mean, it I, for him. I wouldn't love it for him, but for us, no. like I, I do think that that opens up that possibility. Unfortunately, kind of a that that silver injury for sure. Us, the two injuries he's had this year, both the six or seven week ankle injury or calf injury, and now this, I think probably cost Michael Gallup like between five and ten million dollars of contract money over over like the life per of his year. next deal. I don't yeah, know. I, pro- mean, I mean, may- I, mean, I was just trying. Be conservative and take like three or four million off for a three year deal. I, yeah. I kind of thought he was going to get like a, I mean, you look at like Kenny Galladay's 12, 13, numbers 14, and his were yeah. better than that. Yeah, I thought he was going to get, I really thought he'd get about three for 30 minimum, like 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, probably. And I don't, I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know the market. Well, the cap's also going to bounce up significantly next year. So that might help. But, um, if that anyway, is the it, last uh, catch play. of Michael Gallup's Cowboys time, I think it is like the the perfect catch to illustrate Michael Gallup's career here. Um, Gallup showed up at a time in a year where the Cowboys wide receiver core was the worst I had probably ever seen in my time yeah. as a Cowboys fan. It was like Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams, and no man, uh, it was Alan Hearns dude from Jacksonville. Yeah, Alan Hearns, and, uh, and people were literally like, being like, Deontay, "Alan Hearns can be a number one, dude." That kid from like the fifth rounder from Buffalo, Deontay. You remember the like kick returner? Yeah, I can't Thompson, remember his last name. Something like that. Thompson, something like that. Yeah, dude, um, it was. But they they it were was horrible. They traded for Amari. It was so bad that they ended up pulling the the first round pick for Amari Cooper deal. Um, and Michael Gallup from day one showed that he could be a very, very good uh, vertical threat, deep ball guy, jump ball receiver. You know, me and Ben dubbed him Baby Dez early on. And for him to – I mean, he's he's been a, an amazing cowboy. It's been awesome having him wear the star. And to have his last catch be this incredibly gritty, like – He said he felt the uh, – he said he felt the pop before he caught uh, it too. So that's like – I don't know. You just got to be a badass. He felt it on the cut and he still was able to like grind out the rest of the play, make the touchdown. And then you knew it was bad because he instantly grabbed it. Didn't celebrate for a second. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I think Amari had a good, a good quote about it. They asked him. um, Yeah. uh, He said he felt the pop before he caught the ball and he's tough enough to go up and make, uh, go up and make the play. And he knew he was hurt it speaks to how tough MG is and how much of a baller he is. And I think that's exactly correct. Later in the game, uh, when Cedric Wilson caught a touchdown, he held up the 13, the one and the three hand sign for Michael. Um, So yeah, man, that's super sad, dude. And it just in the, in the stadium, it just felt like at what cost, like we're, you know, we're in a tight game. It's going to be a dog fight. We just lost our, you know, our most sure handed guy. Um, Especially like, and I know that the, the probably the tenor and the tone of this, this season has changed now. Like people are not sitting around being like, "Oh, you know, we're about to go on this roll to the Super Bowl." But 
it breaks my heart that Michael won't be able to at least be out there fighting with the guys while they attempt to make this playoff run. Um, There's no doubt he makes them better. You know, he brings them something they don't have. I mean, Cedric's nice, um, but, you know, Gallup out there allows CD to play in the slot where per route and per target, CD's been more effective out of the slot than on the outside. Um, so you lose that a little bit. They they don't put CD in the slot quite as much. They let Cedric sort of take over that duty. So I don't know. I It's a huge bummer, man. I mean, it's definitely the worst thing that happened in this terrible game. So, um, and I think it, it sort of stole some air. You know, I, it went 10-7, but everyone knew that the injury was bad. And then with like a minute left, they were able to march the field and get a field goal and make it a touchdown lead. Um, and I think that was really where this game turned, Andy, was his injury because, you know, they had just scored a touchdown to go up 10 nothing on a 91-yard drive. Um, they get the field goal before half. They start the second half with the ball, and they score a touchdown right away. And yep. once we went down 13, the way the offense looked, the fact that, once again, we completely could not run the football. Um, now you're missing one of your weapons, and it, it's just another game that they, you know, referees you know certainly didn't help they they absolutely got killer penalties on third downs but we won't you know yeah there was there was just was some awful. horrible timing on some of these like so for instance on that first touchdown of the second half um the cowboys defense got them to a third and 11 and stopped kyler murray for two yards but they got randy gregory maybe an inch over the line into the neutral zone like he jumped a like a fraction of a second early and so they got to go from third and six again from the 19 and they threw it touchdown to Antoine Wesley um you know if they get that and that they hold them to a field goal that changes the game significantly um really like this game I feel like so then finally like with three minutes to go in the third quarter the defense and the offense both kind of start playing significantly better um the defense puts in probably their best drive of the game which is uh they hold Arizona to three plays for an 18 yard loss. Um, they get a, a Dorrance Armstrong gets an awesome sack on third and nine. So they have to punt. Is that the only sack of the game? It was um, for us, yes. at least. We only had one sack. Yes, it was. Yeah. I mean, the defense played well. The, the, the problem is when the offense was sort of as asleep as it was, you know, when your defense isn't getting those four takeaways a game the way they had the last yeah. month, they had zero takeaways in this game, only one sack. An offense like Arizona, which by all means is a great offense, but that electric either, but they just didn't make mistakes. And so, you know, it just, without the defense giving us that they Dallas played kind of a sloppy game and just never got that shot of life, whether it was a blocked punt, whether it was uh, an interception from Diggs or, you know, the big Micah force fumble that we've seen in the past. And so they had to rely on the offense and, you know, not to interrupt you, Andy, I know you're right after that. We did oh, get no, you're good. a touchdown, but that it just sort of yeah. felt, and I think that's why the energy was low in the stadium. We never really had that big play moment, you know? Yeah. So they, they do get a, they, obviously the defense gets a good, uh, a good series in uh, CD lamb gets a good punt return in on this. He gets a 17 yard punt return from the Arizona five. So we start on their 31 yard line. Uh, Pollard busts a 12 yard run immediately. Um, and then the Cowboys march pretty much right down the field and score a touchdown here. Um, then the defense forces another punt 
And then it looks like the Cowboys are down, you know, eight points with 11.55 to go. And it looks like they're going to have a chance. Um, on first down from their own 10, Dak hits CeeDee Lamb with a beautiful deep pass, 26 yards. Yeah, that was beautiful. And then, fortunately, on second and 11, uh, there's pretty good coverage. Dak doesn't have any options. He scrambles up the middle, and he tries to do a little spin move, and he gets hit like while he's in the middle of the spin, so he can't see the hit coming. It blindsides him. Fumble, like the worst possible yeah. point for a fumble. Horrible time for a fumble by Dak. Um, now, luckily, the defense did hold them to a field goal here. Um, and so Dallas gets the ball back with eight and a half minutes to go. Uh, and they are down by 11 now. So they start uh, immediately and they, this is a really good drive. Uh, it includes a, uh, is this the double pass? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So on first and 10 of the Dallas is 41. They do a double pass with uh, Cedric Wilson. He hits uh, Tony Pollard for a 31 yard uh, play which is good because on the previous uh, a couple of series earlier, both Zeke and Pollard had dropped like very catchable passes from Dak, like they hit them in both hands. And it was just like, what is going on today? So they score. Uh, Cedric Wilson scores, the, or Amari scores the touchdown. They go for a two-point conversion. Cedric Wilson catches it. So they're now within three. And – with four minutes and 45 seconds to go, you're kind of like, are they going to pull this off? Like the defense needs to get a stop here, but are they going to pull it off? So yeah, Arizona starts going. They're marching down the field. Dallas takes uh, its second and third timeouts. Uh, they take timeout number three at two minutes and 51 seconds to go. I thought it was early too. I remember telling you that in the stadium. Yeah, there was, I, I, I guess they were I don't trying know to if save it, as much time as possible. But No, but just right <sighs> – yeah, well, the, I, I the guess the it doesn't we're, save you anything. The but. reason we're doing all this uh, hindsight here is that because on first and 10 at the Dallas 35, uh, Edmonds tries to go around the left end, and he gets tackled by Gregory and Lawrence, and he fumbles the ball. Um, now, it's but not an rolling, obvious yeah. fumble. It looks like he falls on top of it. It was bang-bang. I think in replay, I mean, I never know with replay officials because they have their head up their ass a lot, but I believe they would have called that a fumble in replay. Now we've seen it, them it was, not, but you guys didn't even mention the fact that this was a clear delay of game by the yeah. Cardinals. And um, well, before this, too, I don't know if you guys even well, we couldn't even tell in the stadium, so it was pretty obvious, and even the announcers were talking about it at the time. But before that, too, the guy got tackled, he was in bounds, like his knees were right I on heard the that edge. Too. And yeah, they just one of the called them out of bounds to. anyways. So, man, I'm not going to – this isn't the Raiders game for me. It's not the same, but it's, it, it's it, close. It was Those a two series things of very shitty – bullshit. Yeah, very, very shitty decisions that, again, went against us. I would just love to be on the other end of one of these. I, I think the last time I remember us being on the other end of one of these was the Raiders game a couple years ago where we got the note card game. Yeah. That felt like it was a little screwy in our favor, and I would love another one. But, yeah, so – he fumbles, unfortunately. We got a nice uh, one in the Saints game, but we kicked their ass, so I that's didn't right. care about that. So They they decided that this was not uh, a fumble, and because Dallas was out of timeouts, they could not challenge it, and because it was like six seconds before the two-minute warning, it wasn't automatically reviewed. Um, and so even though like the whole Dallas sideline is yelling that it's a fumble, everyone, the, even the Cardinals players were kind of like, oh, quick move, like, Go, 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 yeah, go. So the, yeah. Like they were very clearly like they knew it was a fumble. The refs basically made the call that we've decided that that the Cardinals are going to win the game. Because that's what that 
that's what the call is. Like, I'm not saying they thought that in those terms, but that's the decision they made is that the game's over. Like that's because if you decide right at that point to give the Cardinals, you let them retain possession, it's over. They just, because from this point on, they kneel it out and that's the end of the game. So uh, in the stadium, like while, while I'm standing there, like it just hurts so much because again, the Cowboys played like shit for 90% of this game. It's not like they got robbed of some immaculate performance, but they did deserve their chance, in my opinion. Like in a three-point game, to not even get your chance to like try to get into field goal range. For all I know, Greg's gonna miss it again. He already missed one. Um, but the unfortunate story of this game is it's not the Broncos game. You didn't get your ass kicked. It's you left all the opportunities to win this game on the field by your own failed execution or mistakes by others. And right after the game, when I was driving back to Austin, uh, I typed in our group chat. I was like comparing it to like the, when Jimmy Johnson's Miami team got screwed by a call. I almost hope that that's kind of how our coaches addressed it, that it's like, this is one of those where you, you got to look at it and be like, look, you did get fucked, but you put yourself in a position to be fucked. We can never let this happen again. We can't let it be this close. Yeah, and I hope he did address it that way because there was a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of uh, tank. Tank posted I was a picture say, of Tank posted guy, a picture. Like, Ceedee Lamb was yeah. very vocal in his post game. Leighton Vanderesh was Edmonds very vocal and, in his uh, post. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Tank posted a picture of Edmonds with his knee and forearm off the ground with the ball out, and just the the only caption was CC colon at NFL, and he tagged the National Football League. Um, and yeah, like you mentioned, Ben, several players were like. Were not political about it in their press conferences. <laughs> no. They were they felt robbed for sure. Yeah, and that's all I mean as a as a coach. I think that's just a a feeling I'd like to nip in the bud, even if it is true, right? You just don't want that. I don't know. I just don't think it's a healthy "woe is me" mindset. Do you remember that? Uh, do you remember that practice we had in high school where we blamed the refs for that tournament loss? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, ben and I had a had a, a game where we felt like the referees were doing us wrong, and we vocalized that in front of our coach. And the following Monday, our coach made us run bear crawl laps around the field for every penalty that we got during every the entire penalty tournament. that we had. Yeah, <laughs> it was not well. Tight. And look, they can they can play this like I certainly think there's been poorly officiated games. This was absolutely one of them. But they're also like they just they need to be cleaner. I mean, they lead the NFL yeah. in penalties. Like that's. I don't know where they would be if they got all the correct calls, quote unquote, but they absolutely need to clean it up. I think know? they got at least one more win. I'll let you guess which game I think that is. <laughs> um, your boy Connor Williams did have another hold, by the way, on a first which, down. Run. Okay, I saw that. And man, <laughs> this might be the fucking twilight zone for me to sit here and defend Connor Williams. They showed the replay of that play. That looks like Connor Williams just pancakes, dude, to me. Like, he, he blocks the guy onto his back. I didn't see him doing any chokehold shit. And I've seen many Connor Williams holds. I know what they look like. I've I've seen a dozen or two dozen Connor yeah, Williams holds in my day. That one was – that one didn't bother me. There was a Tyron Smith hold that seemed more – well, we also talked about that. Remember that one they didn't call him Pollard? Like, their calling was so weird. Pollard gets basically, like, completely grabs the guy and doesn't get it and we had one in the end zone mike dude micah got week, fully micah, held in the end zone yeah like, that could have they should been. have At least about kyler out and that was and that would have changed the game significantly so it sucks um the cowboys dropped to 11 and 5 uh now i will say seed. yeah 
we got a little unlucky too with the Bucks winning when they look like they're going to lose, and the Rams winning when the Rams look like they're going to went from the two seed to the four seed. Um, Can we talk about real quick the Bucks game? So we're in the stadium, and people we start all our phones start blowing up, and everyone is talking about the Antonio Brown situation. Dog, that is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. For, in, at that, NFL that is that is the only player in the NFL I would believe do that would be Antonio Brown. Like, there's not a single solitary player, and even for if him, any it was other hard player did it, and <laughs> if any other player did that, I would assume it was like a a real psychological break, like they were having a crisis, you know. And with Antonio Brown, you're just like, yeah, man, he's crazy. You know what I mean? Just like that's just like it's it's not shocking. It's just like, oh wow, he's really taking it up a notch. Like, yeah. So uh, for those who missed it, Antonio Brown, uh, he came out tonight and said that he was being like forced to play on an injured ankle. Um, he While he did jumping jacks. Yeah. When he, he left the game. to go back in. Uh, and eventually Arians told him, if you're not going to go back in, get off the field. So Antonio Brown stripped down to his boxers and threw his Jersey and gloves and everything into the stands and ran through the end zone during an active NFL game, waving to the cloud, went outside uh, got an Uber because they're in New York. So he quit his job. Like he's not going to be able to take the team plane home. Uh, got in an Uber and uh, left. And that might Apparently be got the it. end of the Antonio Brown football experience. Yeah, if someone gives him another shot, I just, I, I have no sympathy for a. Well, now that Michael Gallup's out, you might want to start talking. This is like incident number 50 for him. Would you be man, so pissed you know. if it, like, if in like three months, it's like, yeah, he's been staying on Dak's couch, dude. Dax is really cheap. Dude, if it wasn't it wasn't for Brady, and I honestly think it's a little disgusting, honestly, that Brady politic the way he did to One bring AB around. Like that's I just that's say, some like that's football, some real like I don't say tarnished Brady legacy stuff because that's way too extreme, but it's definitely like it's definitely gross. It's definitely can I gross. just say like and this is gonna sound so boomer of me, but like outside of football, the fact that Tom Brady let that guy stay in his house with his children and his wife, real questionable decision, dog. Like, I I wouldn't do that. Like, and I and if I was his someone who cared about Tom Brady, I would express that to him. Like, I think that's yeah, a I mean, questionable dude. decision. Like, he's yeah. he's really mentally ill, and he's an accused rapist more than one time. Like, I don't know. Yeah that that whole situation was absolutely bonkers. Um, that I've <laughs> I just I don't know what to say on it, man. Like that's yeah. that's Quint that's, that's that's the lasting. <laughs> The, the farewell image of AB. Now he might get one more dollars. He was three yeah, which... short of a million of three hundred grand. He was uh like a touchdown short of a three hundred grand incentive payment, and he was like forty yards short of a three hundred grand incentive payment, which led to the worst take I've ever seen, which is NFL fans being like, "The Bucks did this on purpose so they wouldn't have to pay him that money." And I was just like, "Dog." An NFL team has never made a personnel decision based Dude. on nine hundred thousand dollars ever. Like that's their laundry bill for the month. They're not going to gut their own receiver core the week before the playoffs for that. Dude, he um, yeah, I I the the stand with AB people are so so weird. I guess you don't want to fully admonish the guy because I do think there's CTE shit going on with him. But like he's a the bad dude. Like there are a bunch of. There's a bunch of former teammates who have come out that are now on TV or doing podcasts or whatever that are like, yeah, yeah. AB's kind of a shitty guy. Like he's just, he's like, he has Which a like, whole bunch of Let's be very real. Like, so. think about what has to take place 
for teammates in the NFL to say that about you. Like, and you're talking about a guy who Aaron was damn near. Aaron Hernandez had teammates come out and say he was a good dude. And so not like, only that, a guy of his caliber, like, oh yeah, if you're like a third string receiver, yeah, you might hear it a lot. But a guy who honestly broke the NFL for about five seasons. I mean, his numbers over a three, four year stretch were like freakish, unheard of. They they won't, you know, I'm not saying they won't ever be matched, but it'll be a minute. I mean, they were bonkers. And he's like five eight. You know, he's for a the tiny guy. and especially the consistency. Like we see individual seasons like that, but for a guy to do that back to back to back to back to back. Oh yeah, absurd in the modern NFL. Because normally, even if you're that good, teams just start doing whole. I mean, even Calvin Johnson, like teams just started working entire defenses around limiting a guy like that. So, for a guy of AB's stature and apparent instability, I mean, I, I still say this: like, I really do feel like I don't think AB was ever a great guy, but I do think that that Vontez Perfect hit, like jarred something loose and took him from like normal level of nuts to like criminally dangerous human being. Yeah. It'd be kind of like if Dennis Rodman got CTE, like yeah, that's very, that's a good, that's a really good example. That's really like, good. he was probably already wired differently or run our test. Like he was already yeah. a little different, but you throw in like a guy with some ego and mental issues on top of man. Probably some now brain injury. Like, yeah, he's. I can never hear Ron Artest's name without thinking about that locker room interview where that reporter goes, Oh, I got a little physical out there. And he goes, Physical? I'll tell you what's physical. I've been in a game where someone gets stabbed in the chest with a chair leg. And the guy was just like, What? Where? Why? Dude, so good. Side so of his Malice in the Palace interview is so oh, fantastic. Um, that whole documentary is incredible because it does it goes from like being about basketball <laughs> to sounding like a story about a nightclub fight in like four minutes, and then it's like ninety minutes of dudes just basically replaying their funniest fight story. So, but yes, unfortunately, the Cowboys dropped to eleven and five, five and three at home. They uh, it does appear that uh, they are going to be. The four seed, there's there's like a I have the I have in front of me the decision tree for uh all the various outcomes that are possible. Let me see if I can find it. It's probably a rematch, right? That's the most likely scenario. Yeah, of four of the four of the six possible uh outcomes uh are us playing Arizona. Mm. Um and then there is one where we play uh the eagles and one where we play i've got it like right here somewhere hold on there's one we play the rams yeah there's there's some there's some combination Great. of things that can happen where where the rams would beat out the cardinals for uh that spot and we would play them which wouldn't be that much more fun okay here it is so if uh this if the week 18 games if la and New Orleans win, then we play Arizona. Nothing else matters. If LA and Atlanta and Philly win, then we play Arizona. If LA and Atlanta and we win, we play Arizona. If LA or if San Francisco, Arizona, and Tampa Bay win, we play the Rams. If San Francisco, Arizona, and Carolina win, we play the Rams. If San Francisco, Seattle, Tampa Bay, and us win. We play San Francisco. We'll go to the three seed, and San Francisco will be the six, and we'll play them. And then, oh, I don't if, know if I like that. 
then if San Francisco, Seattle, Carolina, and us all win, we will return to the two seed, and Philly will be the seven seed if we will play them. Ooh, that would be my favorite. Oh, so of great. the eight possible outcomes, six of them have uh, Dallas That's- in the four, and of those of those outcomes, most of them are us playing Arizona, but two of them are the Rams. The only other two outcomes are us playing San Francisco or us playing Philly. So what those will be one of those four will be our opponent. Well, um, that'll be interesting, man. I don't, I don't, this team is very beatable. I, they had not been playing great going into this game. You know, we talked about it on last pod. I mean, they've lost quite a few, including to the lions. Uh, and even this game, I wasn't overly impressed. This we is a game Dallas, team. Dallas really should have won. I mean, even if you take away penalties, take away all that, I mean, they lost the kicking game. Matt Prater went yep. four for four, and Greg Zerline went 0 for one. If any of those switch, you win this game, or at least go to overtime, right? So, yep. I mean, that's that's ultimately where this game was lost. Um, we got a little lucky. I mean, Dak had some – Buda Baker should have absolutely had a pick six on a play that he read the second Dallas lined up, which scares yep. me a little about Kellen's play calling if – the entire defense knows what we're running well, before even we run I, it. I'm up in the third deck, and I go, oh, w- trips left with CD in the back of the triangle. Like, we're about to run that screenplay we always run. And then they did that, and Buddha was, like, waiting Buddha for jumped it so. so far that he actually missed the pick. Like, if he had jumped yeah, it he was, slower, he, was he would have had too the far downfield in the backfield to get the, the pick. So – I mean, that would have been an absolutely I mean, touchdown. And then, yeah, yeah, he had another – Almost pick. Yeah, got you told me I was at the bathroom and a penalty yeah. overcame the pick. So yeah, he got it. Was, that that was pass interference. So like that's that one's less on deck, I think. But they had another one where he got batted up in the air. He had a bunch of balls hit the batted line at the line. Yeah, yeah, that was that um, was weird. On paper, he looked good. He went twenty four of thirty eight for two twenty six and three touchdowns. Um, he also rushed for twenty yards, which in a I leading rusher before the game, like that's all you really need from Dak is like 20 yards. The yeah. problem being that he was your leading rusher, and that 17 carries for 45 yards is not going to get it done. Um, yeah, I said um, this earlier today, and know, I know it's not going to happen because of Zeke. But what do you guys, what are you guys' opinions on uh, if you could wave a magic wand, sit Zeke this week, let the knee get a little better, and let's see, uh, you know, 18 to 20 carries for Pollard again. Well, I'll let the. I've been wanting to see that for a while. You know, I would like to just see them not abandon the run game immediately in the first quarter, which is what we see a lot. Like, if we don't get get something going immediately, they just give up on it. Yeah, but man, when you're. uh, I mean, when Zeke's giving you nine for 16, Pollard three for nine, I mean, I just don't know how you can stick with that. You know, I mean, it. they've been really bad at running. It's not like they've been an average running team for the last month. I mean, we've documented this at length. Like, they're a bad running team right now, especially Zeke carries, and I hate to say that, especially up the middle carries, which they seem to run That's the one thing. It's like, again, we saw it where when they went to the outside, Zeke managed to find some room. He was getting five and six and seven and eight yards, but they kept running Zeke right up the gut, getting killed, obviously. The other thing is, Unfortunately, when Pollard is in the game, they try to run similar packages where they have Pollard run pass protection, and Pollard cannot do that, man. Like, two guys that I really like on this team but are not good at blocking, Dalton Schultz, 
who, again, oh, this is man. another game where he had multiple plays where his either he got a holding penalty or he blew his blocking assignment so bad that Zeke got killed or Dak got killed or whatever. And then Pollard again, dude, like he either gets blown up or he gets held, unfortunately. Like those are he's he's not built for that. Like, and that's not a bad thing. Like he's a tremendously good running back. And but it's bad because when they are trying to scheme things, him scary, being on the field effectively tells you like, okay, they have to give him the ball because he he can't be used as a a blocker. The scary question I always have about this offense, and people have accused Dak of this for years, not specifically me, because I think he's capable of beating you with his arm. But when this team gets as one-dimensional as it does, it's just I don't I, I have a lot of fear about being able to run a table like that. You know, they, I mean they yeah, I, they've proven on occasion after occasion that when they're balanced or you know what 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 you know Kellen you say attacking aggressively with what the defense gives them, they're they're near unstoppable. But when they get as one dimensional as they they have been because they can't run at all. And that's, that's what I fear is they, 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 they can't get the run game going. They can't get the run game going. I mean, without the, the run a couple times, the only thing that the run game gets anything now is if occasionally they give a CD lamb carry wrinkle, which I love would like to see more. I know he's in the backfield on, on one play. Um, and if Pollard breaks a big one, I mean, that's all they get. They don't get yeah. a lot of sustained runs anymore. And it's, I don't know. That's, that's the one thing I don't think can be fixed. Like I, I believe in Dak enough that I think he can – I mean, shit, we saw it, you know, the game before. And even his numbers on paper weren't terrible in this one, even if he was a little off. But we know Dak can be lethal as all hell. But I don't know. I just worry that that run offense is – You have fucked. to be such a good quarterback to have the defense know that your only threat is through the air and for you to be effective as a QB. Well, like I mean, we've talked about small like the Bills, the Bills and, and Chiefs have struggled at times this year when they do that. The Chiefs are probably the best, and I'll say this is the difference between, besides Mahomes just being a freaking awesome, is like the Chiefs find ways to constantly get Kelsey and Tyreek involved. Like even with the yeah. run game shit, even if nothing else, and that's where I'm really frustrated with Dallas is you can't have a game where Amari Cooper gets seven targets and 18 yards. Like he just, or, uh, dude, we said it during the game until that long pass at the end of the game. I was like, CD Lamb has completely disappeared. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a scheme thing or a CD thing. I really don't. I I don't watch with an expert enough eye to know that. But my gut tells me that those two players, Amari and CD, are too good to be getting sh completely shut out of the game every single week. You it can't, has to be. You can't have them combine six catches for 69 yards. Well, and it from what it looked like to me was just that Dak kept having to do uh, check downs, kept having to throw to Schultz because he didn't have time or didn't feel like he had the time to wait for the routes to develop. Yeah, and it, we kept going for those plays. You know, Cooper got really uh, aggressive again, I'll say. And it's about as aggressive we heard him, you know. Because his numbers are are pretty bad this year, you know, for a guy getting his his paycheck, and reporters are asking him about it. And you can see he's starting to get frustrated. And he basically said, uh, just yesterday, he said, "Look, I I believe I have the skill set, and I'm paraphrasing here, the skill set to lead in all three categories." And I love that mind, you yeah. know, catches, yards, touchdowns. But you know, you got to get targets. You know, he's like to hit 103 pointers in a season, you got to take at least 103. So I can't control that. And so yeah, I mean, he's, I, I don't disagree with him. I don't love that, but I do think 
you know, you, you like I said, you watch the Chiefs or even watch Green Bay only has two guys on offense they can even get the ball to. I know Rodgers is great, but it's really like Devontae and either Jones or well, Devontae's got backfield. 70 more targets than Amari does. Like I know, and that's and and I'm not saying Amari's got Devontae, but like and like and, and I love Amari Cooper, I really do. And so like I'm the first in line to like be an Amari apologist where I'm like like his numbers, I'm like, okay, like you take a guy like Amari who's pretty much a thousand yard receiver every year. Like that's pretty much what he does, like a thousand, eleven hundred, and you take two games out of that, like two, three games, because he had to sit, like, yeah, you're probably gonna be below a thousand. But it does feel like they are criminally underutilizing him. Dude, in that and Bucks game, they gave him sixteen targets and he feasted. Like they just what? haven't given a game where they've given him that type of peppering in I, a long time. I am now looking back at the whole season. The fact that we've had so many plays, and I maybe this happens every year and I just don't remember it, but do you feel like it's bizarrely high the number of plays where the Dak and the receivers are on the wrong page? Like we've had so many of those with CD, so many of those now with Amari. And it could all be on deck. It could be, it could be like the number of complications on this route tree from uh from Kellen's side of the board. But there's been multiple plays. I mean, we had that one a couple weeks ago where CD is running wide open on fourth down and he Dak throws to the inside and CD goes mm -hmm. outside. This one with Amari where Amari runs a stop and then Dax thinks he's gonna cut inside. Like that's so many plays like that. And I don't remember seeing I mean, not even from Dak. Like, so I, I, that's what makes me hesitate to think it's a Dak or a receiver thing is I know these guys are really good. I'm wondering if it's like some hitch in the system that's making that occur so much. We've left so many plays on the field because of that. Like, there's games I can point to where I'm like, I feel like we win this game if, you know, they're on the same thing. This might be one of them. I mean, if Amari houses that shit, like, we might win this thing. Like, ugh, it's very frustrating. I, I'm at a point now where I don't know who this team is. Like, yeah. Well, that's so... that's where I'm going. You know, I, I open up to you and Zach. I mean, where we came off a four game win streak that say what you will about it. It's four wins in the NFL. We came off what was our most complete win of the season, even if it was against, uh, in my opinion, shitty Washington team. But this game. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this team was right for the taking. I mean, they were without their starting left tackle, who was their only decently graded O-linemen. They were without James Conner. They were without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they were without Rondale Moore. Like, this team was ripe for the taking, and Dallas just, I don't know, I, I guess my open-ended question was without Rondale Moore, really? Fuck. Yeah, he got ruled out before the game. We didn't catch that, but. Oh, yeah. man. That is, that that adds insult to injury. I thought he was the guy that did that first uh, end-around play that really, nope, that was Dorch. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Greg Dorch. Cool. Yeah. Got torched by Dorch. So, yeah, I mean, I I said to Ryan after I, – I talked to Ryan after the game, and I was just like, I really feel like the week one of the playoffs, it depends, you know, 10% what ref crew we get and 90% what Cowboys team shows up. It feels like it's a real Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation. Seems like sometimes they show up and they are clicking on all cylinders and ready to rock, and other days – they are just stuck in first gear and can never find rhythm, can never kind of find cadence with one another. So I know they have the talent and the capability to go, you know, beat the Cardinals first round, beat whoever they need to the second round, go make it to an NFC title game and make that competitive. I also know this team could get bounced first round 
in like a 20 to 14 embarrassment. So in some ways it's kind of nice because my expectations are kind of gone. Like at the beginning of the year when I was like special team, special team, like at this point in the year, if we were still rolling like that, I would be like a little bit nervous because I would, I would be like waiting for that other shoe to drop a little bit. But now I'm kind of like, well, they've shown me they're so capable of losing. I'm almost just like, well, I mean, I hope they win, but man, it just scares me, man. It feels like we've given this coaching staff so much credit early in the year. And I do like a lot of McCarthy's message and he's proven, you know, at least he can win with Aaron Rodgers for what that's worth. But I don't know, man, like that get like shades of like the Garrett Linehan era right now. It's just scary. This game reminded me so much of previous seasons. We look yeah. like complete shit. Then we start to come back in the end. We fail. And then at the end of it, we're like, well, we played well at the end. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's, I, don't, I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, I know how I feel about this game. I don't know how to feel about it as far as what it looks like for the long term. I'm I'm kind of just shifting into a week-to-week mode where I'm like – Yeah, I mean, we have to, ahead. right? Like, remember how yeah, hyped like, we were, like – when we were just dude, rolling, we were, like, I mean, week five, I was like looking ahead. I was like, okay, like these next six games, and then these four games. Like now, it really is just like week to week. Like I hope we beat the Eagles. The Eagles aren't going to be missing. Zach legitimately guys. didn't think we were going to lose a game the rest of the year. Yeah, like, we, were, we were I great. I really don't blame them. Like I, I, I thought there was a high that. chance. Um, yeah, and look, so, I mean, like it's eleven and five. Like we have one extra, you know, there's one extra game this year. But an eleven and five year in general is a it's a good year in the NFL, so we can't lose sight of that. But it does; it's, it's just a little stink on it, you know. It's, we mentioned though, we had a very easy schedule. We did. Year. I mean, we we have a couple nice wins. I I, I feel some people are discrediting some. I mean, like everyone's giving Philly all this love for making the playoffs. Philly's zero and six against teams with winning record this year. So I mean, they've beat complete trash. I mean, that is their entire resume but yeah i mean if you want to look at ours i mean uh, we certainly we have a couple quality wins but yeah i mean they definitely most of their our damage was done beating up on bad teams which you should do i mean that's how baltimore and pittsburgh make the playoffs every year is they don't typically lose to bad teams but you know i saw a stat i think today that uh it was just putting in comparison and i forgot that specific numbers but like aaron Rodgers has a losing record against winning teams yeah, and like, Matt like Stafford most, has an awful record against yeah. winning teams. Like most Matt Stafford's seven and fifty or something crazy. Like it and you gotta keep in mind that like that stat is so warped by the fact that they are in fact playing you. Like so like with a with a sport that has so many five hundred teams, like there's so many eight and eight or whatever teams in the NFL now it'll be different because of the new scheduling, but the number of teams that you would play that if they didn't play you would be a winning team is and they like to uh, they like to warp it to where at the time you played them so like technically uh, the chargers know, weren't a yeah, winning team when we played them technically the patriots were i mean they were 2 and 4 when we beat them and then they went on their big eagles run too. yeah and i think yeah, yeah, I mean, eagles were trash when we beat them but i mean hell we beat no nah, bro they were 500 dude <laughs> and Washington would won six in a row when we beat them. So I don't know. It's like I said, you can pick and choose. Stats are I always say like <laughs> stats don't lie, but you can certainly get them to tell you the story you want. Stats so. are stats are like religious texts, dude. You can if you start with the conclusion and then work your way back, you can find a verse that will <laughs> justify just about anything. So 
Yeah. Um, this week we do play the Eagles. We're playing the Saturday night game, which is nice. Get that out of the way. Maybe have a less uh, stressful Sunday. Uh, we will not have Micah Parsons. Uh, what do you guys think about Philly in the playoffs? They, uh, for our viewers who don't know, they uh, they clinched the playoff spot as well. Nick Sirianni's being called like a genius all of a sudden, which is funny to me. But I just <laughs> I just want to hear you two sound off. I guess I can I totally see the Eagles beating us in the like, playoffs. Yeah, just because of how this team is. Because like us beating the Eagles twice and then losing to them in the first round of the playoffs would be like just Cowboys classic. That's old. That's an old favorite. That's playing fucking stairway to heaven for the Cowboys. Z love. Uh, I. I mean, it could happen. I'm aware that that can happen. I just I don't see it at all. I don't see the Phillies being. Anything more than basically just a second. So do you think they're worse than I don't think Philly is that good. Oh, I don't think they're that good either, man. I, I, I think, think the Broncos that they were good. Acceptable the running game, good. And that's about it. Like they're going to the playoffs. I don't really see them as being any better than Washington was last year when they went into the playoffs. Yeah. Like th- they sure. made it. But I'd be shocked if they win a single game. Yeah, and you know they're at one point this season. Philly through the first month and a half had three top ten picks, and now they're not going to have any because so the Dolphins great. have good started to win a bunch, and Philly won a bunch. So that's something positive for this team. But so we and they they're going to be missing like twelve or fifteen guys because oh yeah, we didn't talk I think about I heard that. they weren't even going to play their starters. Philly? I thought I saw them saying that. Yeah, so Maybe. some people thought Dallas might rest, but since there is the two seed in play, and honestly, since we're in such a funk, I say you Yeah, I'd rather us just smash it. Like you gotta go. And the uh we will be missing Micah Parsons. Man, I saw it on Instagram. Micah Parsons was courtside at a basketball game with the fucking Nelk boys, and I was just like, Well, you're either gonna get COVID or AIDS hanging out with these fucking losers. So Hopefully, speaking of courtside uh, tonight, CD Lamb and uh, Amari Cooper sitting courtside. Don't do that, guys! Oh my God! This, oh, dude, I, I get, I, I'm sure that like the team only has so much control, but like I wish they were being. I hope that they're being like, please be smart. Like this is that's really stupid. That's really stupid to go do that right now. Like we're right about to play in the playoffs. Especially Amari is still unvaxxed. Like he could, yeah, he'd be out. I think there's an extra week before the playoffs this year. Am I wrong? Or is it immediately next week? Let me see. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought they added a buffer week for teams to get healthy, but that could be me misreading something. NFL playoff schedule. Saturday, January 15th. So, okay, so no. yeah, it is next week. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So it'll be, it'll be, yeah. The, so yeah, definitely Saturday don't. and Sunday. Definitely Keep his ass in bubble wrap. Um, Do not get COVID. Um, yeah, stupid. Being unvaxxed, stupid. Uh, that's insane. So hopefully those guys don't get sick. Micah is is does have COVID. Uh, I'm. I think I believe he is vaccinated, so he should be. He, he is. He has a chance to play. They're calling him questionable. The only reason I wanted to play is I'd love for him to get the record. I think defensive player of the year is out. At this point, um, like I just after fucking TJ Watt the other day, yeah, TJ Watt at four set, and you know how it is. He just he's had a for his standards relatively quiet last two games. So so TJ Watt has uh 
what one more sack he ties the all-time sack record and he's missed he's played in 12 games this year or something dear lord let me see here i don't know if it's 12 but i know he's missed significant time he's played 14 games this year okay, 14. And he's 21 and a half sacks the record so is 22 and a half so if he gets yeah. a sack and a half against i think they're playing the ravens so i think he's going to go against hunley and if he gets a sack and a half he will be the greatest single season sack or of the quarterback in the history of football that'll probably get you dpo why yeah now I think it's still for debate if he was a better call to take than Taco <laughs> Charlton at the time. Dude, uh, did you Taco, hear that? Did you know Dallas Taco's passed? got a lot of potential, dude? Me and Andy are actually anti TJ, mainly anti Watt family. I didn't think he would suck. I yeah, just, don't get don't. me wrong. Like he's an amazing <laughs> player, and we definitely should have taken him. I still would have been pissed because that family sucks. I think they're so tryhard. They are insufferable. So. You know, you win some, you lose some on that one. But we got our we got our own overly tryhard white boy in LVE, and that didn't work out as well either. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I I think uh, Mike has got defensive rookie of the year locked down. I think DPOY is still a little outside, but it'd be great for him to get the rookie sack record. Um, that is still in play, so hopefully he can play. We play the Eagles at seven fifteen p.m. Um, oh, by the way, speaking of NFC East, did you guys see that uh, it's been uh, leaked that the Washington football team is probably going to be the Red Tails? See, I heard earlier they leaked that they're going to be the Admirals. I heard Admirals as well. I originally heard Commanders. I saw a picture of merch that, that had been leaked yeah, that it was I don't... Red Tails. Honestly, I hope it's not Red Tails because that's actually really cool. And I do yeah, not it's way want better to than the Admirals. So I would love if they were. I'm that. hoping they're called the Big Nickelbacks. That'd be awesome. I would love uh, the DC fighting filibusters, would be good. Uh, anything political would be hilarious. Like, or the, the, the Washington Mr. Snyders would be acceptable. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, fuck you, Washington. I uh, hope you choose a lame name. You're awful. Um, Man, you know, you know, Danny Boy is just salivating at the idea of getting to sell all new merch to like his fucking whole sad cult of fans that are still out here rooting. And at you see, I'm sure you guys did, but that that video, Zach, I think you posted actually the video of their of some Eagles fans trying to shake Jalen Hurts's hand and their stadium collapsing. Uh, he sent a he wrote an official letter about that Jalen Hurts because he was like, if that fell on me, I could have died. Okay, dude, chill out, dude. I, I'm as down as anyone to dunk on FedEx Field, the biggest trash stadium in professional sports, but let's not act like this was like... He wrote a... He had, his letter was a little better than that, but yeah, he wrote an open letter to the NFL and to Washington asking them to basically fix their shit-ass field. So It is well, a shit-ass field. The, I mean, uh... literally shit water poured all over their fans. Let's like, <laughs> the security ago. was started to grab all those fans that fell and started pulling them away like they had jumped their fence <laughs> or something. God, dude, they're just the it's just the worst organization, top to bottom. There's never been there's just there's no redeeming quality to the Washington football team. So oh, but yeah, so we will play this uh Saturday night, and then the following weekend is wildcard weekend. Um we'll just have to see how it shakes out. Um it sounds like everyone on the pod's kind of in the same spot where they're like, I hope we win. We'll see what happens. Uh I think we should win. I mean I I've 
my gut tells me we're the coin like, says we're winning two playoff games, dude. The the coin says we're winning two playoff games. The same so, win this game. It says we yes. The coins official prediction were the four wins before last week that we would lose to the Cardinals, that we would beat Philly, and then we would win two playoff games and then lose in the NFC title game. That is the coins official predictions. When you first gave that out, I was disappointed with it. At this point, I'd be extremely happy with it. Yeah, yeah. we get to the NFC title I mean, game, I'll be stoked, dog. If two you, playoff wins, I, that'll be the I was best. Gonna say, and especially you're going to play two really good teams. I mean, Arizona's an 11-win team now. You know, they're going to probably get to 12. I actually don't know. Maybe. But either way, you're going to have to beat two pretty quality teams to do it. So if that's where they go, then I think you got to consider that a win. Well, and let's be honest. If they do beat – if they win two playoff games and we're going to the NFC title game, we're going to be sitting here in three weeks being like, dude, I mean, it's coin. It doesn't know, okay? Obviously, they've gotten <laughs> the ship. They've righted the ship. They've gotten together. We can beat Green Bay, dude. Golly, I would love to see Green Bay choke. They're in such a. I will run. say this: Green Bay has choked in three or two straight NFC title games. Yeah, so, I think Rodgers is one in four or one in three in NFC title games. For they're not worth. great. So, they're not so. great. Um, and he threw three picks. Des curse. Last one. That's right, fuckers. Yeah, they lost that year too. Just, would that be on him? They or didn't belong McCarthy? there. Though yeah. that's that's my worry. Although, yeah, I mean, they, did, they didn't have McCarthy last year, and they chose. You know, so. I'm sure we'll rehash playing Arizona again, but, I, God, this team is – they're so beatable, man. And Cliff is – I just can't imagine Cliff outcoaching us. But, fuck, maybe. Ugh, who knows? All right, do we want to do predictions for this Eagles game or because there's so many guys out and does it matter or what are Yeah, I, I think we're going to stomp them, and it'll be – a everyone in Dallas tries to hype themselves up like it's a really big deal, and I, I don't think this game will mean anything one way or the other. I mean, as long as they don't go out, they're really the only thing I'm looking for. And for me personally, exactly Ben's words before we beat Washington by 50, and he was like, You know what? I know I said it didn't mean anything, but 42 <laughs> but points and a half that was sick. I it didn't mean anything. Dude, Look, they couldn't, I was, they didn't carry. I, I, was, I watched that whole second half with no pants on, dude. You're telling me it was sick. <laughs> that was that's the team I want to see, but you know, I, I, I think they do something similar. I mean, they've they've owned the NFC East, even if they lose this game, as long as the it's really the offense I'm looking at. I just want to see positive signs, and that's 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 the low benchmark I'm going for. But official prediction for the record, yeah, I think we win this one. 31 to 20. Nice. Zach, what do you think? I'm going to go with 85 to 0. Because oh, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm going to go... Hmm. Let me see here. Philly has been better as of late. Um, but not in any kind of notable way. They, they snuck past Washington 20 to 16. I'm going to say we beat these guys like 34-17. And, yeah, I think Ben's right. I think they're going to – we're going to beat them pretty pretty handily, and then we're going to spend a week being like, dude, they really looked like they were clicking, dude. I really think they found themselves, blah, blah, blah. And then you know, I happens. am going to make one bold prediction, if you will. Um, big game for Mari Cooper, 100-plus yards and a TD in this one. 
Oh, I like that. Do we need Amari to be involved? I want. I think. I think oh. it's a little squeaky wheel gets the grease in this one, and they make a point to get him the ball early and often. I mean, in in, like in Washington, he would have had a monster game had we not just took our foot off the pedal. He had yeah, like eighty five yards and a half. So I think I think you'll see that. I think you'll see a, a kind of a get Amari happy before the playoffs type game. So I like it. I like it. All right, boys. Well, anything before we uh, bury this uh, Cardinals game in the vault and never revisit it again until we've won the Super Bowl and we're like, ah, remember how depressed we were? This game was such a cake in the teeth. Yes. Yeah, it was yeah and especially, I mean, game. they they, they kind of hyped it up, too. I mean, the players were talking about the they wanted it to be a statement game. I mean, this was the one that they circled about a month ago, right? That they wanted to prove that they – you know, we're big and bad. So I was so I convinced know. we were going to win. I thought we were going to win easily. Dude, I did too. And then Andy can tell you, dude, that first, like within the first 10 minutes of that game, I just, it just felt off. Like the, the air shift, like it just never really felt good. Yeah, I was trying to well, uh, man, be optimistic because we, we didn't go three and out. Again, we, again, like it's one thing to get your ass kicked. It's another thing to just like leave it out there like to allow yourself to get beat is so much worse than getting outplayed like if you if you go out there and you're and you're just getting beat by a superior opponent that i can just like it sucks i'll hate it but i can put it to bed it's when it's like dog we could have beat this team relatively easily that yeah and i think they're gonna be all they're the gonna frustration be in the world probably in better strength when we play them in two weeks right like they dallas yeah, is pretty healthy have, in this one and they're gonna have that. They're gonna have most of their guys back, so I don't know. They, everyone but Hopkins likely, but still, we'll have to see. All right, boys. Anything else before we get out of here? Oh no, I'm I'm taked out on on the, on uh, the Redbirds. You're missing a segment. Oh, we are. It is time for the segment we almost always forget: player of the game, aka the star love goat. Everyone gives their player the game. It could be the guy who had the best stat line. It could be the guy that just uh, jumped into your hearts in this one. It could be the guy can, that just performed. Can, can goat go first this week? Yeah, well, let let let, let the goat let let's hear the goat of the game. I'm not going to give a honorable mention because everyone played like ass, but the goat of the game is fucking Michael Gallup because mm. this man truly left it all on the field get us in into this game at least and michael gallup has been a fan favorite he's been one of my favorite players since he joined this team he's a really great stand-up dude off the field he's a great dude on the field amazing player i i do think this is probably going to be the last year he's a cowboy and if that's the case then this was probably his last catch and like i said earlier i think you could not have chosen a play that more accurately illustrates who michael gallup is as a dallas cowboy just willing to literally harm himself and take food out of his own family's mouth to secure a chance at victory for this team um and the fact that the other guys on this team reacted so strongly to that you see you saw cedric throwing up the one three what amari said after the game um it was that was very touching. 
it breaks my heart that that it probably costs him money, etc. I hope he heals quickly, but Michael is the goat of the game. It's well said, Mister. Go. I'm going. You want to go last, yeah. Mister? Yeah, I, I want to go last. Um. Well, Greg the leg, obviously. Um. He didn't make all his kicks, but he really tried. And at the end of the day, it's just really about putting your best foot forward and try. <laughs> um, no, I won't give it to Greg. Um, but I will give one honorable mention goat, and that's to Brian Anger, man. Four punts. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Inside the 20. All pro punter this year. You know, never gets talked about because he just always does his job. But four solid punts in this one. Um, way to do your job, man. Just in a game where no one did their job, way to do your job, man. Um, but I will also go with Michael Gallup just because uh, everything my co-host said, and it honestly might be the uh, the last chance I ever get. And uh, I, c- I couldn't let the whole season go by without giving uh, MG13 proper due. So, Well, I am not going to give it to Michael Gallup. Mm. Give me that asshole. Jeez. Wow. I'm surprised that you mentioned for your honorable mention, though, because – that is actually uh, my pick. Is <laughs> Brian Anger? Yeah, the only player who played consistent. He's always consistent, and he played great. He came out there. He did everything he needed to do. He He's did execute. That, he I executed. mean, I'll, I'll give an honorable to Michael Gallup. Like that hurts me. I'm real sad to see him leave. I wanted the, I wanted there to be a way that we keep him with us. The fact that we're going to play off without him is just really disappointing. But. You know, I'm. If I had the money, I'd buy a jersey of his to show support. But I'm not going to give it to him. I'm not going to give mm. reward a guy for being injured. Jeez, real downer. <laughs> the love of the game. There's no love for Mister Love <laughs> in this one. Well, Star Love Goat stats. Those are the first wins of the year for Michael Gallup and for Brian Anger. So some new love uh i will review the star love goat regular season stats and i'll give everybody's well i'll let you give who you think your your mvp is but i'll also read who who your actual star of the season was oh. or your love of the season or your goat based on your picks boys so look forward to i that uh missed last podcast it would have been dak well you, yeah. got, you, got awesome. null. you got a no you got a no all right that's what i get for not picking gallop oh all right, boys. Is that all for tonight? That is all I got. Uh, just one last comment. Um, we've known Zerline is a problem since. Oh, yeah. Honestly, we were worse at the first game. We should have known this last season. I'm just sick that the team did nothing to fix this to the point yeah, where now there is uh... no options. Like, we don't have a choice but to just carry him on, carry on. Yeah. With I mean, I guess so. You know, I I, I, I think he's going to cost I you. Mean, you know, but yeah, I, but I don't. I agree. You can't really make a change now. Um, I mean, you know, it's bad when, that... when when my fiance's mom, who she does watch the Cowboys game, but she's like, he's not very good, is he? I was like, no. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> no. It's, like, it's Nick the... all over again, dude. Whoever that guy was, that which Nick Folk is maybe going to make a Pro Bowl or did. For the Patriots, I think he was the Pro Bowl kicker of the AFC. And that guy has been on like eight different teams. Kickers are weird, man. I, I honestly think you could like just 
pick up someone off the streets. I mean, they did that two years ago, right? When they cut uh, Maher. We picked yeah. up, I can't remember who it was, that guy. Uh, and yeah, he went like, Forbath. Forbath. And he went yeah. and he went perfect on the rest of his kicks. I honestly think that there's a guy funny. out on the street. Bring, bring back the refugee from Bosnia, dude. That guy Some was other team already wounded. picked him up. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's what I was going to bring up. Like, he did get picked. I honestly think you could any cut Greg. He's picked up at this point. Like, kickers don't, he doesn't need time to gel. Like, he just, if he misses a kick this legitimately, if he misses one kick this week, I would cut him right before the playoffs. It's just, I don't even know who we'd have that could do it. Like, is there anyone even available still? Bro, there's always. But, there's always some kickers that somebody else's kicker. team yeah. had that really sucked ass. I mean, bring especially in, if you're, if you're, you know, goal, what, bring in, bring in, bring in Dan Bailey, if nothing else for fan if, love. If Let your standard, coming. if your standard is can make an extra point, there's a lot of guys like <laughs> dudes dance, off the street. Yeah. I mean, fuck man, we had a point at, in in Texas Tech's history where the kicker was so bad that the team was having to go for two on every touchdown, and then they had a contest at halftime for a year of free rent where they had students come out of the stands, and some kid who was a kicker in high school went out there and laced like a thirty yarder, and Leach gave him a scholarship, and I mean he wasn't, you know nutting 50 yarders but he was out there kicking extra points good that'd be enough in a lot of situations here greg's in his 32 yard field goals and his extra points like it's bad you really can't really rely bad. on him at any point you know like there's no. just no I, I don't know but yeah i honestly think you could find somebody out there to be completely honest oh well, I hope so, and I hope this they so do. Frustrating. It's so but frustrating. So if we come what? back next season and he's still on the team, I'm furious. Bones yeah. Fossil, you've you've There's done no a lot of cool for shit that. for special teams, man. Don't let your legacy he, be Greg's airline. They at least, kept, at uh, very Nolan. minimum, they need to bring in like a kicker for competition, right? Like at very minimum. And if Greg wins that, because kickers are weird, you know, I mean, he could, we could cut him this year and next year he could be a pro bowler. Like this. they're very, they're wired very strangely. Right. So, but yeah, it is, yeah. it is largely mental for sure. I mean, what we talked about, Nick Folk was ass and now he's like 36 still collecting checks. Yeah. Dan Johnson. Bailey was, Dan Bailey was literally a God, like the goat. And then, yeah, he's out the league. I mean, like I said, I honestly bring him in for tryouts. Why not? Oh, so, all right, boys. Have we have we burned off enough frustration for one evening? Yeah, when we're on kicker tryouts, so. I think it's I think it's time. All right. Well, as always, thank you so much, folks, for taking a listen to this week's episode of Boys Be Boys. Uh, if you've liked what you heard, or if you'd like to continue listening to Pain and Suffering, feel free to like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave us a little rating on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you'd like to uh, share with us your ideas for how to fix the kicker situation, maybe you know a kicker, shoot us a tweet to uh, our Twitter account, hit us up on Instagram, or shoot us an email at boyswillpod at gmail.com. We'll be back uh, next week after the Week 18 game against Philadelphia and give you a little preview of our uh, locked-in first-round game of the playoffs. Um, hey, at least we're going to the playoffs this year, right, folks? So, as always, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Thank you, love. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Mm -hmm.